everyone, this is George Kuros. Uh, excited to try a little new project. Uh, I have lots of driving to do because of the traveling that I do uh, for speaking. So I just wanted to see if I could actually do a podcast, record it while I was driving to a specific location, and just share some thoughts, do some little short 10-minute podcasts. So here's the first try. I wanted to try something different for iMOOC. Just let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Here, Here's the first one. Hey, everyone. This is George Kroos, and I am actually uh, trying a new little project uh, because of iMOOC. So I've been blogging for a while, and uh, I wanted to put a little bit more attention to podcasting and doing podcasts. And so I just thought, you know, I drive quite a bit, and I wanted to see if I could do a podcast from the car, just something really short, something, uh, to, you know, to push thinking and uh, something that you could listen to. And so I just wanted to try this out. So uh, it's going to be the first one. It's going to be kind of, you know, innovation thoughts from the car. Uh, A.G. Giuliani inspired me to uh, try this out myself. So hopefully the quality is not too horrible that it is from my car. And if, it's, if anyone actually listens to it, I might, you know, uh, try something that improves the quality. But I just wanted to uh, try this out. So I appreciate you listening. The uh, thing that I want to talk about today uh, is actually a conversation I was having on Twitter and thought it was really interesting talking about the notion of like evidence-based practice or, you know, what many people know as best practice and, and innovation. And are these two things that are counterintuitive? Are these two things that are in conflict with one another? Or are these actually uh, two things that are connected? And just, just one of my thoughts uh, that I was thinking about is, is the idea of how every single best practice that you know that we actually have deemed best practice in the work that we do today was actually once considered an innovation. That somebody actually said, hey, look, I'm going to try something different and think differently about the work that I do. And they tried something to see if it worked. And eventually it worked and it was proven over and over again. And that became a best practice. But there are some best practices that actually have gone out of um, you know, favor in education for whatever reason. It could be the context of time change. Uh, you could probably look at things like cursive handwriting. You know, we probably don't really think about how we teach best practice um, to the extent that we once did because uh, cursive is something that, although it's not unnecessary, it's not something that is really prevalent in, you know, many uh, of many of the uh, things that we do as adults even today, and it's going to be even less so, um, I think, as kids grow up. And that's a whole other conversation. So um, it was just the first example that came to my head. But I think that when we look at the notion of innovation, we, we look at this practice and think about it, it's not that best practice and innovation are separate, but they're actually things that can go together really well. And I think that as educators, we have to be aware of, you know, practices that uh, we know are for kids, you know, have research-based, but we also have to be able and willing to try different things with our students, and not just because we're wanting to try different things and we're trying to be rock star teachers, uh, you know, with a great new idea that everyone's going to embrace. That's, that's not the point of it, and I think a lot of people believe that. The, the reason, and I tweeted this out today, and this is what I really believe, is that the best research that any educator can do and every educator should be grounded on is understanding the kids that are in front of you and the kids that you work with and the kids that you serve. 
And so when we look at some practices or research, um, not, not, there's nothing that works for 100% of kids. And if it did, we, every educator would know about it and every educator would actually be embracing it. And I think that when you know your kids, you know, the context of research in some places, um, it actually doesn't necessarily coincide with, you know, with what's happening, you know, in your classroom. And, you know, classes are, you know, the, the needs are, are, are changing significantly from when I went to school. And, you know, there's, there's lots of complexities to, to classrooms. And, you know, you can't account for every single variable that's actually in a classroom. And so my belief is that, you know, we should look at research-based practices. I'm not saying these are, you know, useless. But I also think that some of the innovation comes from tweaking things and rethinking and iterator, iter, sorry, iterating and, and trying different things uh, because you know your kids better than anybody. And I think that's a really important point. And, and if you ground everything based on what your students know, uh, I think that, or, or, or sorry, not necessarily on what your students know, but, you know, what, what your students know, who they are, you know, some of the complexities that they deal with in their life, I think that's where we should start all, all practice in education is knowing our kids. And I think that um, it's not that innovation, as I said earlier, and, and best practice are separated. They should be something that, you know, educators look at. And that could be as simple as you have a reading program that, you know, has been proven effective and something's not necessarily working with a student uh, using that program. And so you as an educator, you start tweaking things. You start thinking a little bit differently about how you do it. And, and then, you, then you tweak it to that kid. And a lot of times when we talk about education is that we, we talk about um, the learning. And, and I'm really big on talking about the learner. So everything should start with the learner and understanding the students in front of you because Every context, every situation is significantly different. So how do we actually work back from that point? I think that's uh, something we need to really think about in the work that we do every day. One of the other points that I think is really important, uh, a good friend of mine who I look up to and uh, have learned a lot from in the last few years is Katie Martin. And she said something, and I'll paraphrase it the best I can because I'm not going to say it exactly what she did. And it was pretty powerful what she said to me. She said the research uh, actually becomes sometimes irrelevant if the context has changed. So let's look at that practice. Let's look at that idea uh, based on education or, or based on, you know, society and, you know, things that have happened, you know, uh, outside of education. If you look at the research uh, for Blockbuster uh, for years and years and years, and I know I use this example, but it's something that, you know, everyone's pretty familiar with, is that Blockbuster may have shown year after year after year that, you know, Video sales and DVD sales uh, were going up, and and or you know were really steady, and you know there's a, a really powerful practice, uh, you know, powerful uh, company there. And when things started shifting online, I think that you know they weren't really looking at that, and they didn't change their practice. And so what is what was shown in the past didn't necessarily work in the future. And when the context of our, you know, what our kids experience, you know, how they connect online, what they're sharing, what they're able to create, and the expectations of, you know, the next phase of life, like a lot of people talk to me about ACTs and SATs in the U.S. and making sure that kids have every opportunity, to, you know, to go to college. But when a lot of our students are actually going on to the next phase of their life um, and, and they're being Googled and people are looking that up, 
we have to we have to understand that yeah that was something that was really important at a certain time, but we also have to pay attention to this too. And, and how do we actually weave those things together? Because employers and businesses and, and how we look at the world are actually looking for different people coming in. And it's not just about you know preparing kids for jobs. It's actually getting kids as AJ and uh, John Spencer, AJ Giuliani and John Spencer say it's not about preparing kids for something, but helping them prepare themselves for anything. I think that's a big shift. And I think that when we look at education in that sense, um, that's where innovation becomes so crucial. And we have to always kind of find this line that's you know really really tough. And, and if anyone tells you you know everything you should do be Everything you should do is, is totally focused on innovation, so doing new and better things all the time. I actually think they're, you know, they're, they're sending you on the wrong path. Just like I would say that if every single thing you do had to be proven by someone else doing research, uh, I would actually say that's the wrong path, and that takes away the artistry. You know, um, one of the people I talked to, Andrew Campbell, talked about, you know, that actually it's not your administrators taking away your autonomy, it's something else. And there's different situations, there's different times and, 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 you know, different things that happen in classrooms. And we can't just, you know, go to one side of the spectrum uh, and, and do that because it's not really a service to our kids and why we do what we do. And Dean Tresky talks about this stuff all the time. It's not about an either or. It's kind of understanding, you know, how these practices mesh together. And I think that's a really important aspect is making sure that we have these connections through this process. So in short, and, and I think I got interrupted by Google Maps there because I am uh, going to speak to students, it's not about, you know, everything has to be innovative and everything has to be research-based. I think that we have to find that, that balance. I think that's where understanding your students becomes more and more crucial. So to me, the work that we do, the educators that are in the classrooms every day, the administrators, the, the people working with the students, those are researchers too. Let's, let's be honest, is that when they're working with kids and, and things, you know, things are working or not working, there's a ton of research that is actually happening uh, with our students uh, every single day. And so we have to, you know, advocate for those teachers that are, you know, with, teach with students right now. And, and just one last point I think it's, it's really important is that as educators, this is why I'm so passionate about we learn ourselves, that we try different things, which is what I'm trying to model right now, is trying something different myself. Because for me to have, you know, more tools in the toolbox to try with kids, I should have an understanding of how they impact me and what they make me think. And this, uh, you know, some of you might listen to this and think of a podcast, whereas I see this as reflection through podcasting. And, you know, if you see it as reflection, it becomes powerful. But if you see this just as simply a podcast, then it might be something that you see as frivolous. So I think that as, as administrators uh, in schools, we have to make sure that we give teachers not time only to, you know, look at the, the data of our kids, and we should never be driven by that. We should be driven by our students. Uh, but we also have to give them time to, like, play around, learn, tinker, and make, and, you know, uh, and I think that's, I think that's really important in the work that we do because who better to actually test out new and better ways of learning than the people that are serving kids. I think that we have to create that time. We can't expect it on our own. If it's important, we can't expect people to do it on their own time. We have to make time for that because that is part of our work. Learning is our job. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Hope you got something. I would love any comments or thoughts, and uh, we'll see if I continue to do this. 
but I just want to test it out. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my 